You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. To another after show. Was I on? You, I think what they missed was welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I, there you go. I have That's to important. That. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta welcome all the fans because you fans are who we do this for. Welcome to another edition of Revenge, the Afterbus TV after show, season three, episode 19. Allegiance? Allegiance. We pledge allegiance to revenge. Uh, no Roxy Stryer tonight, just good old Phil Svitek and good old Anna Koppel for mayor. Here here we are. Talk one about, day, Phil, you joke about that, but one day you'll see. Do you, I mean, All of Los Angeles. Hey, I mean, Conrad completely switched uh, business careers from one to wanting to be a governor. Now he's getting into the uh, press. So, hey, you know what? To each his own. And Anna's already writing notes. But tonight, let's, <laughs> let's open up with uh, Javier. Let's and, do this. and that storyline because, um, you know, last week, last week we didn't really have a lot to go off of. We only had like the deal, you know, 30, 70 split and have after uh, watching so many Shark Tank deals. I actually didn't think it was that bad, but I could see where <laughs> coming from Javier's perspective, he might he would prefer 50 50. Yeah, well. You know, a lot of most most of these people who come into the Hamptons, we see just make the worst choices. And I think for me as if I were Javier mm-hmm. and I were staying with my, were they cellmates or were they just in prison together? I might as well call them cellmates. Right. I mean, I don't know how prison <laughs> exactly works. I've, I've seen prison in so many different shows, but I still don't quite. Up. Yeah. I've seen Beyond Scared Straight too, but I still don't get how yeah, prison I'm, fully works. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not sure about this either. Completely. Um, but Nolan has really just been a friend to him. And so for him to like, for Javier to not even be like a little bit suspect about, well, why are these people buying me cars? And, you know, I don't know if that's just like. Okay, but 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 from Javier's perspective, he's just caught up in the hustle and bustle. Look, look at, look at, he walks into Nolan's house, right? And mm-hmm. Nolan is, you know, we don't know how much, let's call him a billionaire, right? He's got so so much of this, and he's notorious, and he, you know, uh, and it's just a lifestyle. And so, yeah, of course he's going to want to feel the same way. And when Charlotte says to him, "Why be next to Nolan when you could be Nolan?" that was like, that really got the gears turning. Right. But I did like how he he did have the wherewithal to say, like, you know what, Nolan, he's not just a friend, and he did in his own weird way, give Nolan that last chance to say, hey, are we partners in on this or no? And then, you know, after that, it was what it was. But I feel like Nolan expressed real concern for him and drew up new contracts, right? 
I mean, it's true. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's sometimes, again, you, it's so easy to fall into that um, falsehood of, okay, here's a car, here's this, versus like, okay, true friendship. And what's the real motive? Yeah. Um, well, but he obviously trusted him enough to stay at his house to like give his parole officer his Nolan's address. Like, I don't know. I just feel like he's just being a really crappy friend right now. He <laughs> is, um, but he's uh, he's you know he's loving Charlotte, right? He loves what Daniel and them are giving them. Um, the app is not quite ready, or I'm going to call it an app, okay? <laughs> software for the sake of discussion, whatever you want to call it. Um, now. Insofar as we know, it kind of – it's representative of who – so if I'm not with you every single moment, Anna, mm-hmm. I could be with you every single moment. For those of you listening, I'm pointing to my phone. Yeah. He's also like flashing his credit cards at to, into the camera, which is I think not wise. But here's, here's, <laughs> here's where I think this comes into play. A, it's not ready. We know that it's not ready right. according to Nolan. Uh, B, if you can find out so much information, imagine how much evidence – could be spilled right because <laughs> does this app really know victoria grayson does this app really know conrad grayson if so to what level and how can we use it these are all really good questions um and do you think there's a little bit of a message here like a social media message uh, the kind of information that people can get on you and how it might be used or do you think it's just a convenient I don't plot think it, device? I don't think it's a commentary by any means in that regard of, like, how why you should get away from social media, especially when underneath you have hashtag revenge, so people, clear, right. you know, you clearly want to tweet the show. Um, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just a clever way to um, – I think it's a clever commentary for the character. And I also think we haven't seen the full extent that this is going to damage a lot of people. Fair enough. Because it's it already today, right? Just take it on a minutial level, right? Um, I know we'll talk about Margot and Daniel specifically a little bit later, but the fact that, you know, it found – it told her what shoes she wanted to get. And she's like, oh, yeah, of course I want to get those. And then Daniel's now using that information to get her those shoes. Uh, they lured Javier the same way of like, oh, your app told me that you wanted this car. So, by the way, where is Daniel getting the money to, like, be buying all of these people really nice cars? What is that about? I think they have the money. Well, I thought they lost all their money in no, no, no. That, carry we, on. We, 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 we go through this every week. We've resolved <laughs> we that. <laughs> the money that Emily did make off in the divorce settlement is now his spending money. Mm. I mean, how much is a car like that really? Like, let's say at, at most... Right, the nice car has a need for speed. They're like four point six million. To Daniel, like that, nothing. Who cares? Here's a nice car. And he also got a Bentley though on the same day. Okay, so eight million total at most. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Just a drop in the bucket. Who cares? Um, You know, I mean, in this war though, again. So I'm going to raise that flag about like how this app's going to play a bigger role. Okay. Two, um, I don't know if it was the best move for Nolan to walk over and basically uh, terrorize their house. Right? What was that? I like the lights bit, and that's all well and good, but you literally just made a threat on their lives. Yeah. And Charlotte. And Charlotte. It was a great line, though. He was like, you have to be so dumb to piss off a genius or something about just how he was a genius. It was great. I loved it. I loved it too. 
you've shown your cards. Nolan never shows all of his cards. He's too smart for all of us. He is. I'm just. I'm just really nervous. That that is a direct attack. We've never seen that from Nolan. Right. I don't think not in that way. No, that was pretty aggressive. And we we've seen it, but not to someone. Not never the the Graysons directly. You know, he's he's never really like Dan. You know, obviously at the end of season two, we we got that very much so when <laughs> Daniel was his boss, and. Uh, uh, Nolan was being insubordinate, but he never attacked them in that way. Right. Yeah. So I'm nervous. Nervous. Don't be nervous. Nolan will be fine. I'm hoping. I promise. I don't. I don't. I have no. I... But I was always nervous <laughs> from the get go. Like, okay, uh, you know, if if things were to go sour with Javier's relationship, like, had Daniel not stepped in and gave him his quote freedom, how is that ever going to work out when that's his supposed uh, you know, residence. Right. For Javier. How is that ever going to work out? I don't know. And I feel like Nolan's also, like, just a very patient person because the fact that he's even dealing with all of this nonsense from him and, like, having, you know, new documents drawn up. Because if you'll recall, Javier didn't even ask permission to stay there. He was just like, oh, I'm no, staying he here because I gave my parole officer your address. Correct. So I feel like Nolan's just been, like, very generous with him. Like, okay, great. So stay in my home and I'll help build you up as a software creator. I don't know. But um, because he had that really moving speech about how he sees in Javier what David Clark saw in him. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like Nolan has just really extended himself. And and it is just not – it's just being taken for granted by Javier. It is. It is. Um, We didn't see quite how it fully came in – (laughs) well – Yes. Let, let's kind of talk about Charlotte and Jack very briefly, you know, because there wasn't a lot there. But, he, he, right, Javier kind of led her on to this whole path about, you know, uh, Jack and Nolan and, and everything like that, that things were going on. And then it's kind of revealed more so today. Um, and Daniel certainly flamed the fuels of like, you know, hey, maybe Jack's playing you and you're taking down this entire family. Would you want that on your shoulders right what did you think of that scene when charlotte came in to the stowaway last week this week remember because okay so they're they're nolan and jack are plotting and i i was a little frustrated with this scene because it was like the way jack handled it you couldn't have been more suspicious the way jack handled charlotte that's from last week, no? No, this week. When they were, like, being really sketchy about, like, he's like, yeah, I'll call you later. Yeah, is that this week? That was last week. Ah, shoot. I, I Yeah, huh. I'm getting it all mixed up. <laughs> it's, it's okay, though, but... Um, is it? I think, I think the question right. of... Well, we get mixed up on the show, and that's okay, and that's why we take calls and well, interact with fans, but... I just saw last week's episode again, like, hours before this, so I'm getting the two... It's yeah, that'll happen. Um, I think that the question of Charlotte is is a good one, and I think maybe that's something that we can talk about. I mean, we can talk about it now or in predictions. But let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Uh, the 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 uh, Nolan pointing out to her tonight, you know, um, or in front of Charlotte anyway, saying to Daniel, you know, you might have uh, Javier fooled in this one, but I know who you are and. Uh, 
so I think obviously like that's going to make her question things. You know, Jack and Nolan are very close friends, and Charlotte does have this relationship with Jack. I think that like there might be uh, some. She's gonna like have to start digging on her own soon. She has more resources to do that now, and I don't know. I think there might be a rift between her and Daniel. I think I forget what show it exactly kind of reminds me of, but. Um... Actually, it reminds me of Revenge. It reminds me of Patrick, where Patrick is just this. Uh, he 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 finds out a little bit of information, and then he goes headstrong towards that information, whoever it may uh, go against. And then the person that he's pursuing gives him counter information. So it's like, okay, well, how does that fit in now? And then he goes the other way. And I feel like Charlotte's kind of becoming the Patrick in that way where she's just get, collecting this information and, uh, you know, bouncing between the two and doesn't really know what, how to feel. But I think ultimately what's interesting is she's still identifying herself as a Clark. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's going to be the deciding factor for her. Well, I think uh, – and, you know, this is, this is sort of like a life lesson that I've learned myself, but I, I think when you – grow up in the same home as somebody um for charlotte this is this is my only experience as a sister um i think there's an assumption like we grew up in the same household so we have the same opinion of our parents and we have like the same worldview and we have the same everything but i mean that might be like a harsh wake up for charlotte that oh what like we're not the same person we're not you don't have good in your heart like i do you don't want yeah, I, I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe Charlotte will surprise us all and just be worse than Conrad. Hey. <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Um, all right. Let's 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 kind of switch gears, talk about Oscar Chapman. Um. <laughs> Living as a woman. <laughs> hey, not a bad disguise. <laughs> well, he's got to live some, you know, I would have, yeah, I wouldn't have lived in New York. I would have moved down to like the Bahamas or something. Right. But, yeah. You know. That's that's the go-to place, isn't it? You want to be somewhere warm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway. There's no reason to be that cold. I, I really like Aiden and Nolan working again together. Yeah. That was a fun little bit. Well, Oscar had some really good information for us, uh, and I think, you know, most startling is that Aiden's dad didn't kill himself. He was murdered. Yes. So that was that was important, and it just—I mean, all of it—the fact that Aiden's dad didn't know. Well, line—it's you know what's great is that it does certainly line up with the letter, right? So had we read the letter a little bit more closely, we would have been like, ah, oh, got it. So that is you know, uh, if if only we got the information a little bit earlier, because poor Aiden's mother, you know, right? Because uh, you know we sometimes we forget about Aiden, but uh, you know. It, Unlike Emily, who is kind of affected emotionally by all of this, I, th- I, I feel like Aiden is the more feminine of the two in that respect, that it, it's more home for him, if that makes any sense. No, elaborate. Emily's just so stoic and unemotional. Okay. For the most part. For okay. the most part. Aiden, he's not afraid to cry. He's not afraid to be happy. He's not afraid to express emotion. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just an observation. Doesn't need to go. Doesn't need to go further. Than he's that. a woman because of that. Is that what you? No, said? I'm not saying he's a woman because of that. I'm saying he's he said more he's in touch. Like the woman. He's more in touch with his feminine side than perhaps Emily is. Okay, that's all. That's fair. I feel like crying over your dead father is like a normal thing, though. It's not necessarily girly. Okay, so Emily <laughs> should cry more too. Okay, 
That's fair. <laughs> Maybe. Um, what I thought was really interesting was um, Aiden said to Oscar Chapman, just like begging, he's like, please help me finish my father's fight, which is, you know, what Emily's all about. And Aiden's been saying, don't do it. You know, this, there's nothing at the end of this road of revenge. There's nothing for you there. But it was just like the first thing. He was like desperate for Oscar Chapman to help him finish his father's fight. And, you know, I think at that point last season, Aiden felt um, that he'd gone as far as he could go. And, you know, when it gave him no solace, it was like, okay, what did I do all this for? But I think now there is light Mm -hmm. at the end of this, and it can be good again in some fashion. And that's why he's pursuing it the way he's been pursuing it. Okay. Um, (laughs) I did not think this was going to go where it was going to go. With Pascal oh, I showing know. up. and I know. I mean, we've underestimated, at least I have, Pascal to what, you know, he's capable of. I have not underestimated him. I think okay, so. when he started comparing himself to Conrad, remember he did that last week too. He's like, everybody fears my name now, just like they used to. But I, don't think, but I don't think Conrad... When was the last time we saw Conrad actually kill someone? I, I understand, but I still... Like, Conrad's never... Sh- Conrad showed up unannounced and could have been in the pitch black sitting on that chair. But he wouldn't have gotten up and shot him. Okay. That's fair. All I'm saying is, never once did Pascal show up on the show and I was like, oh, this is so great that we get to learn more about Margot's family life. You know, I understand that. Like... I didn't think he was a killer in that respect. Mm. I just, th- I, you know, um, I really like how Conrad and Pascal are really developing. And, and I knew, again, in terms of that, um, the press was going to be a big thing. Because, sure. you know, how are you going to go? When you control the press, you control your own image. Right. Which is exactly what they're kind of hinting at and going for. But that's what he... What confused me about the, you know, his sort of comeback to that, because Conrad's like, you've been recording our conversation, or you recorded our conversations back in 1993, and um, he's like, but you're on those tapes too, and Pascal's like, but I control what people hear, I control the press, I can, you know, and, uh, but I just still, like, right away, I was like, okay, but how is that a real threat? Like, he's gonna give out, like, half of the tape? That doesn't make... It's, it's, things, anything's possible. All right. I'm just saying, I mean... I don't think that that, I mean... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that that he can, like, doctor the tape somehow. I mean, nobody's going to ask any questions. How do you come into possession of these tapes? It, I just feel like it's kind of a, an idle threat Okay, well, at this point. Well, I'm sure he has other conversations where he's perhaps not on them. Um, maybe he has copies of the docu, right? Just the letter alone, right? Maybe he has a copy of that. Okay. So there, there's tons of evidence that he, I'm sure he could and has to use against Conrad, this was just kind of um, an easy way to show it. Show, you know, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I mean, in, in, in a weird way, I like what they're doing with Conrad and how, you know, he, they're, Emily, uh, or he tells to Victoria, like, hey, if you're enemies with Emily, then she's on my side. That's great. And then later on, he says to... Um, with Aiden, you know, when they're having their, not really drinks, but, you know, their little meet and greet, 
says, you know, uh, I forget, something about being a friend. You'll find it's better to make an ally of me than an enemy. Yeah. yeah. Which I found interesting. Because in all, for, for all intents and purposes, you know, as much as we're going after Victoria and it's a Emily versus Victoria fight, it Conrad's more the worst one. You but he's now that, kind of but... weirdly on their side, and, and I, I enjoy it. I love Conrad. I think he's great. I just think he's delightful. I have no idea what him and that man spoke of. Conrad, uh, Mr. Marino. Who is Mr. Marino? Conrad went into such a, as, as Nick Wexler jokes about it, a whisper off. Yeah. That he, like, literally went negative decibels. I did not, I, and I tried to put on the subtitles. Subtitles couldn't even pick it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have no idea where this guy came from or what they were really discussing. But well, it can't be good for Aiden because now, now Conrad has a direct interest in Aiden. And okay, so for the photos, right? Remember the Nolan and Aiden photo, right? When uh, Nolan's yeah. like, "Hey, give me a hug." Yeah. That was that Pascal. Is that what we're meant to believe? I have no idea because we never. You know how sometimes you kind of at least, like, get the, uh, the the reverse shot of, like, a hood figure taking photos? We didn't get that. Yeah. We just got the the, the green photo. That somebody is watching. So, um, I don't know. What are, you, are we... I have no idea. I mean, I really... Is didn't... that Mr. Marino or was that Pascal? Could it be neither of them? Uh, I guess. Who could it be? I don't know. Could it be Victoria's um, private eye? The one that was killed by Fomanda like no, no. years ago no 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 remember um no no not that one not that one the new one the the new one that found, that took the photos of Aiden and Emily initially the one that Victoria was so intrigued by mm. the one um right, right, whose right, meeting right. was interrupted because of Pascal's dress by Dolce and Gabbana right right maybe that makes sense I mean I don't know where it's going but are we moving into Victoria? Sure, let's do it. Sounds like a good segue as any. Sure. Um, I don't know, like, where she wised up all of a sudden or, like, what kind of time she has on her hands, but suddenly Well, in between like, the sex and not <laughs> sex. the sex. Uh, but the fact that she has suspected Emily, like, this far, uh, and she even said, she said tonight, she's like, this isn't about David Clark. This is about revenge. This goes, or this isn't about our family. This Smart. is about David. This is about revenge. So she seems to have like connected those dots completely somehow. Uh, and you, you enjoyed the marker, Phil. So. I did. I <laughs> because here's the thing. I you know I don't know if I. There's no way we can end this revenge path at the end of season three, or maybe we can. I don't know, but. The fact that they're head-to-head, and, and again, the same exact stuff that Emily has to try to use against the Graysons is the same stuff that Victoria is using to figure out what is going on with Emily. And I love that, that they're, they're now equals. Right. And, you know, and, and Emily, you know, well, let's talk about, I guess, about Luke Gilliam. You know, she kind of lured Emily into that aspect because, you know, she's the one who gave him the um uh award or whatever she she's the one who lured him back into the hamptons and uh thinking that emily would bite the bait and she kind of did yeah and emily thinks she's on top so i don't really know who's on top quite yet right my gut instinct is to say right now victoria's on top 
Okay. Because she seems to know more of the plan versus Emily. Right. Well, the fact that Victoria has, like, these suspicions up to this point and then, like, now also brings in somebody who can be used as a plan. I mean, she's – her uh, her plan here is getting pretty sophisticated, I feel, Victoria's. Absolutely. And now are we then led to believe that Victoria knows that Emily has the accounting records? I, I don't – I don't know. Because if she brought him in, she must have known – his, Luke's connection to the um, the flight, therefore, she knows that, okay, in all probability, that means she's going to gain access to the accounts. I don't know. She, He's the one, Luke Gilliam's the one that Victoria got in a fight with at the track, right? Correct. And it was like a fake fight. Well, for him, no. For her, yes. Oh, it wasn't fake for him? No, because he didn't know. It wasn't in on the plan. Hmm. Um, he just was genuinely upset. But she, did she say or, right, she did say, uh, it was supposed to be you, not David. Yes. Who dies, I guess. So at some point, he knew, or she knew, or they all knew that he was going to be the one to take the fall, be the terrorist, and die. But he still, like, comes back to, so he's aware that that was a plan, right? Because she said it to him very like, accusatory, and he he knew what was going on already. Yeah. But he's still fine coming back into this situation. See, I don't understand. I don't understand how these people work. Like, hey, if I got away with not being these people the can terrorist do, I've learned these situation. people can do the most... I, this, this frightens me for my future, because apparently you can do the most heinous things. And I love the... You know, for me, I love the, uh, the Jack, Emily, and Luke confrontation. Because, you know, how do you live with yourself? Apparently you can. Yeah. Apparently you can do heinous things and like Conrad, like Luke, like Victoria, just still get up in the morning all happy with an agenda. Um, when <laughs> the revenge, how do you say that word? Revengenda. Revenge. Revenge. I can't do it. I don't know. No, I, I can't either. <laughs> only the announcer from ABC can do it. Oh, the only one. Um, so while Luke was with Grayson Global, he was then manipulating the energy markets, right? And which Conrad used to inflate Grayson Global's profits. And now he has his own natural gas company, from what I understand. Correct. Okay. So it's all making sense. And I love how he carries these vials. Right. <laughs> hey, if it's good enough for me to drink. Yeah. It certainly must be good. Oh. Oh, okay. Those were like the grossest looking bottles of gelatin and Has no one saline. ever, I, apparently 30 lawsuits in 12 different states, has no one ever gone down to the chemical plant and been like, you know what? You, you Let's not use your, like, it's like taking a drug piss test. Right. Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to watch you pee. Right, yeah. Thanks for bringing okay. in all your own vials of urine, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all well and good, but we're going to try a little something different here. Right. <laughs> anyway yeah i yeah i don't know and so so now he's like fine i'll give you whatever you want so now he is on emily's side do you think or this well he's not necessarily on emily's side he's cooperative at the very least right so that's uh, all that's all we need that's all we need and, total cooperation well we we did get the we get get the accounts true so I mean, but again, I want I want to know if Victoria knows this. 
We need like maybe we should just do like a website of what each person knows. <laughs> Uh, and what their true intent is. Like, quite the commitment to figuring that out. Um, anyway, by the way, just real fast. I found it <laughs> hysterical how Pascal looked as Victoria was crossing out her board. Yeah, what was that? Was he drunk? Was he passed out? What he was, was definitely happen- passed out. I don't know. I mean, he could have been drunk. He seems like the kind of guy who might have a little bit of a drinking problem. But I don't know. Because he, you know, I, I feel like this should be... You know, more connected, especially after that speech where, Con- you know, with Conrad trying to break them up. But then, they, you know, Pascal saved it. Always loved you. And he calmed her down. And now she's basically just, like, doing paperwork while he's passed out on a chair. But I feel like where he killed Oscar, they should be more on the same. He, like, I don't know. I just found it very funny that he was just completely comatose in the oddest of positions. Well, they just sort of reunited, though, for the first time in, I don't know, 20 years. So he's tired after killing Oscar? He's exhausted. And, but I, I feel like neither of them knows what the other is capable of. So it's not like, hey, honey, how was your day? I just killed Oscar Chapman, and I which feel is really why, great about it. Which is why it's weird that Victoria's just marking off exes. She probably, maybe she drugged him. Maybe he's dead right now. We'll find out. I don't know. It's just, for those, if if you didn't find that weird, I don't know. Go back, rewatch it. Let me know. Because I found it to be, I don't know, for better or worse, one of the more odd things of tonight's episode. Yeah, it was strange. I I mean, I definitely noticed it. There was not. So, uh, so yeah, just poor direction, I guess. I don't know. Get rid of him in the scene or tell him to give him something to do, right? But I, 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 hey, I, I loved him as an actor throughout. Again, you know, uh, him and Conrad, they have such a great chemistry. We've together. said this about him and almost everybody. Maybe this this guy, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what his name is, the actor who plays Pascal, but perhaps he's just exceptional. Um, Halle Berry's boo? <laughs> That's right, Halle Berry's boo. Uh, he's, Mr. Halle Berry. He is phenomenal. He's great. Um, let's talk about the blossoming romance of Daniel and Margot well, and the de-blossoming <laughs> of Jack. Right. Well, so first of all, I'm just so glad that they broke up. Like, I'm glad did that's they? over. Yeah, totally. No. Officially. I feel like they did. No? Because he's, like, he's like, look, he's like, look, Margot, I love you, but I can't even look at you right now. You think that's not, like, grounds for... That's like, we're not talking tonight. And he told... Okay, Listen, I have a boyfriend, we get in fights, and, like, I'll tell him we're not talking right now, but I've never been, like, nor would I ever say, I can't even look at you. Like, you've disgusted me. It's terrible. That's uh, that's not going. And he told Emily, like, we're not going to make it. And she's like, oh, really? That doesn't like, mean we're broken like, up. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're both sort of, they're, like, innocently, maybe not so much flirting with each other in that scene. I don't know. I think, well, because Stevie did remember... <laughs> when she was she ha- she, she when did. she was hammered, she did say like, "Hey, maybe you do like her." Yeah, and I think Jack's like, "Maybe I do like her." Yeah, he's another one that's just so easily. I mean, they're sharing wine, going over the plans, and you know, the the first kind of act break I believe was like, "Okay, so we're doing this." Yeah, we're doing it. Oh, we're doing it. Together. And then the revenge yeah. music hits. So like, yeah. there's you know, there's they're definitely developing a uh, they're rekindling. Yeah. So, I ain't mad. And I'm, he has a completely different look. By the way, like, check him out. Season one look oh, of Jack. The season three. I know. Well, while we're talking about this, I was going to mention it in News and Gossip, but um, there's a, a Twitter account, Jack Porter's Hair. 
<laughs> that I really feel like everybody should follow. Nick Wexler follows it himself. So um, Jack Porter's hair, good. you guys. Those <laughs> faces, no. Hey, it's good hair. It's a great hair. I can't argue with that But hair. I really do like this haircut better than I did. I feel like it was very shaggy before. And, but but even the shirts, you know, everything. The pants, yeah. like, you know, he's not really putting in his time at the stowaway. Right. I, he must have good <laughs> management or something because he's just not. And a good babysitter. Yeah. Because right? he's like, all right, I should get back to Carl. Yeah. Because <laughs> Stevie was taking, I don't know. But so was Charlotte at some point. Maybe Charlotte still helps. Clearly. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, she's not in bed with Pascal. <laughs> or uh, with Javier. Uh, Javier. Um... I would love if Charlotte and Pascal got together. Oh, it'd be so good. So gross. It'd be great. What are you talking about? All right. So back to Daniel. And, I mean, they're, they're making deals. They oh. are. They gave that. There was that one look. And, yeah. I feel like she's obsessed with him. I feel like she's, like, sadly in love with him. And he is in love with her. You think? Well, remember the, the speech uh between him and Pascal, like, hey, you know, uh, you, you may, maybe she's, uh, I, I forget the exact words, but, you know, she's settling for something less because maybe you've never given her the confidence to know that yeah. she can be better. And I feel like that's coming out. Although, Margo, Daniel's not better, but I don't want you with Jack anyway, so it's probably good. Yeah, that's fine. They, they both are terrible people. Um, but I felt like... Um, Daniel was looking sharp tonight, no? I mean, he was really like... Her. <laughs> it's exactly what I <laughs> Oh, it's so weird when you do stuff like that. I just don't know how to... Um, <laughs> but... Pattern interruption, baby. That's what I call it. But yeah, that's that's good. Um, he, I just felt like, looked very sharp and fancy. And maybe it was because he was just buying He's millions of dollars worth of cars. Because he finally has a partner in business and in quote perhaps life. Mm. You know, Emily was Emily was a partner in life, but they weren't really business partners, right? And now they clearly hate each other, right? <laughs> um, and Sarah, she kind of was the same thing, but now here's a childhood friend. He's known her for years. Yeah. They're like the evil version of Jack and Emily. They are. Yeah. They are. It's so uh, cute. Uh, is there anything left to talk about? Um, I don't. I don't think I have anything. All right. Well, before we get into news and gossip and predictions, I want to tell you uh, about a brand new app. It's on Android and iPad and iPhone. It's called the AfterBuzz app. That's right. Crazy. For months, perhaps even years, you guys have been waiting for the AfterBuzz app to come out, and now it is out, so you can download it for free, just like all the podcasts have always been and will continue to be so. Um, so download it. Let us know what you guys think of it. It has all your shows. And what, what's the greatest part about getting a lot of the feedback? Yes, there's some bug fixes we do need to fix. I will admit that. And you guys have been tremendously helpful in telling us what those things are and what you guys would like to see. Because, hey, ultimately, you guys are using the app. So if there's something not on it, you let us know. But um, on the flip side, there's an alarming amount of you saying, wow, I didn't know AfterBuzz did this many shows. Which is great to see because fan, there's, there's been fans. Some fans listen to 20 after shows. 
which seems like a lot. But now with the app, they go through it and they're like, holy smokes, there's over 200 shows that AfterBuzz and its roster does, about 70 a week, that they didn't even know about. Yeah. But that are, that are favorites of theirs that now they can listen to the shows. Well, we've said before, if it's on TV, chances are... We have an after show. Chances. For it. Here's here's the only disclaimer. There's <laughs> a lot of you there's there's still shows that a lot of you guys want us to do and <laughs> inevitably I always feel like we're being judged on the amount of shows that we don't do versus the shows that we do do. But fans as a as a state of um what do you call it? Not state of union speech, I guess state of union, we will strive to continue to add more shows. Oh but Anna and I can only do so much. That's that's true. And with Roxy at Coachella, it's even less. Are we supposed to be telling people where she is? It's public knowledge. She has an Instagram. <laughs> okay, she has a Twitter. Know. Check it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I was not on top of Roxy's Instagram today. Well, I know you're on top of the news. So speaking of that, news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. I mean, you're going to be really disappointed. I, I had that thing about Jack Porter's hair. I think that's the only thing that I was going to say. I okay. don't have news and gossip. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it again. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen Captain America Winter Soldier yet, um, Emily Van Camp, phenomenal job in it. And I really think, again, they, they have plans to make the third one. Mm-hmm. I think her and Chris Evans, the, the way they're setting up, a love interest. Okay, and we have that whole podcast, right? For We do on anatomyofamovie.com. It's like the movie version of After Buzz TV. <laughs> it's called Anatomy of a Movie. We dissect for an hour and a half the full movie. We get into everything. We don't do it from a crit- like a critical standpoint of like, oh, the movie is great, the movie sucked. No. We dissect it from a scientific we you know, we go over the acting and we I learned I sat in for about twenty minutes and learned so much. Awesome. Um, so look for that. So look for that on anatomyofamovie.com. Um, another show you guys should be checking out, Chasing Maria Menounos, uh, because it's going to have After Buzz in this episode. That's Tuesday night, Oxygen, 10 p.m. Definitely check it out because uh, if it wasn't for the, gra- the the stuff that happens in this episode, After Buzz might have been shut down. Really? <laughs> really? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, you know, check it out. Why. Okay. Right. Check it out as to why. Again, Tuesday, uh, Oxygen, 10 p.m. Um, by you guys helping support that show, it really does actually help AfterBuzz. Um, so without further ado, let's get into predictions for the episode two weeks from now. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. All right. Wedding? Who's? Apparently Pascal and... Victoria, see, my prediction is that Pascal's going to die soon. Why? So it's, this it's is a prediction, redi- Phil. Does Conrad's mean, retirement of Pascal literally mean the retirement? The fact that he is so, like, I mean, he's kind of a little bit of a gangster, right? He just, like, goes in and handles that stuff by himself. He's European. Like, he, he heard there was trouble. Like, he's going to go and kill this guy now, right now. I just feel like that puts you in, like, a little bit of... A danger zone, no? In general? I, I Plus, Victoria can't be happy. I mean, I think this is like week two where we haven't had a party. A. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just pointing that out there, structurally. Um, so, it's good to, that we have a wedding. That was the most oddest preview, I think, because it almost seems like it's coming out of... I mean, granted, they're so in love, apparently, 
that a wedding isn't the most out of the blue thing. But then how it's handled and the things that are kind of intertwined with it of all this revenge stuff. I don't know. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know where this is going. I'm not. Well, we'll Because see. had you asked me, if I had not seen the preview where revenge was going, I w- none of it would have been towards that. I didn't see the preview. Oh, okay. But the previews are always, like, so confusing anyway. I understand that, which is why this was the most confusing to me, because I was not expecting it to go this way. Anyway, we're back in two weeks, so we uh, all the ABC shows apparently next Sunday have a week off. Uh, for whatever reason, but we'll be back in two weeks. More revengier, more sexier, and and at the same time though. So we'll same be back. Time. Same time, two weeks, sexier and revengier. That's right. We'll see you uh, two weeks from now. And in the meantime, couple for mayor. Follow me, a couple for mayor. Uh, follow us here on AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Roxy Stryer. On Twitter, Roxy, your world on Instagram. And yeah, that's it for us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.